Welcome, all you music lovers, cocktail enthusiasts, and Twitter bots to Atwood Magazine's Tunes and Tumblers. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and or mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I know this is a little unorthodox, but yes, we're here for a third week in a row. That's what happens when you use all your PTO at once like we did back in May. So now Mitch has us handcuffed to the desk while we churn out TNT episodes to feed his soulless capitalist endeavor. Are you not entertained? (laughs) Please feed the beast responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I asked my fellow podcast prisoners to join me on the air, not that they had a choice. And they are... (laughs) Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And our guest today is an indie rapper and musician from Brooklyn who's been smashing up the scene for more than a decade. He made his splash in 2012 with his All-American EP, which landed in the top 10 of the Billboard album charts and garnered two platinum singles, all without a label or management. His 2014 team-up with Ed Sheeran stirred up buzz from MTV, Billboard, BuzzFeed, and more. And he's shared the stage over the years with Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, and 21 Pilots. Although he's known primarily as a rapper, he's here today to share the latest iteration of his ever-evolving musical journey, which sees him moving into the alternative pop rock sphere with an upcoming album that pays homage to his longtime love of punk and previous collabs with Mark Hoppus and State Champs. Get ready to see him break all preconceptions this summer. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Hoodie Allen to the pod. for having me wow i wish i could walk wake up every day and just like get that as an introduction that'd be amazing <laughs> just line up this podcast and make it your alarm every morning just that one I'm, segment i'm just gonna play it before i walk into every room it's like yes i was on i was on billboard once i did one, do those one, things one time i did something and now you have to know it forever so thank you guys for having me i appreciate it yes and thank you for joining us um, the guys here know that I kind of live and breathe this new wave of pop punk, so I'm all about this new era of yours. You gotta really thank Pedro here because, like, I think two or three weeks ago during our "What have you been listening to?" segment, he's like, "Guys, mm-hmm. did you hear Hoodie Allen's back?" And we're like, "No way, no way!" <laughs> and now you're here. Isn't it amazing how that all comes full circle? It's it is a a small world, and I appreciate it. I love the intro you guys had. Also, I, I'm very much in the vibe now, ready ready to pot it up. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um it's been great uh, getting ready to put out this new music. I've been holding on to it for a minute and uh, overthinking, which is you know one of my favorite hobbies most of the time. So <laughs> now that I finally let one of the songs out and it's been getting a really good response, I'm excited to uh, keep doing that. And hopefully more people will will like what I'm doing. Well, we are eagerly awaiting that. And let's get the show going, shall we? It's been a week. 
but I personally got through it with a lot of good music. What has everyone been listening to recently? Mm. Well, you've been overthinking, Hoodie. I've been slowly losing my mind and stretched <laughs> out in a different way. I've had birds in my life in a big way. There recently, <laughs> there was a, um, I think there's some sort of parrot in the neighborhood now. Now, oh, uh, I think it's in a neighboring building, and I think what's been happening is there's been this weird call and response between another tenant in the building who clears his throat every morning on the dot, and this parrot or bird of some kind, it might be a brown thrasher of some kind for all I know, but it started to um, imitate that, like try and match the clearing the throat. So it just has this oh. thing every morning. And so... That's one thing I've been listening to, but then <laughs> it, amidst all this, there's this new project from Randall Poster, a Grammy award-winning producer, music supervisor called For the Birds, and it's the Bird Song Project, <laughs> and it has Mark Ronson, Damon Albarn, Beach House, Karen mm. O, and it's all stuff inspired by bird sounds, basically, and all the proceeds are wow. going to go to the Audubon Society, and the first one they've dropped has Damon Albarn, Mark Ronson, and Wale. <laughs> doing this show called, called bird calling that's awesome and I, so what does this sound like this. um <laughs> like a I, parrot clearing its throat across the alley <laughs> just mark ronson doing that it's a lot of the the wale wale with um with damon alburn is an interesting one it does feel a little bit like the plastic beach project you just got to give it a listen there's a lot of wordplay a lot of bird play so i recommend it wordplay and bird play so, Ryan, you're a big fan of Black Midi, which we all know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I everyone have, knows that. <laughs> I have been listening to uh, one of their contemporaries recently. Uh, they're called Black Country New Road. I listened to their new album, Answer Up There. And for those who don't know, they're part of this new wave of UK post-punk revival. So, like, post-post-punk, the postiest of punks that you can think of. Um, the most so, post 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 punk but yeah they're very bizarre like if you've listened to black midi they're they're from they're a little more melodic but they're all from the same scene which they call the windmill scene which is named after this one venue that they all performed in um it's it's a little on the weird side for me they're, they have like these dense compositions if you can imagine like swirling violins horns and long almost spoken word sections but it's also very pop at the same time. You can see colors of arcade fire in it, which the band said they were obsessed with during COVID. So you got songs on this album like Chaos Space Marine and Concord that have these instrumental swells and emotional climaxes that are a lot like Funeral. And they have these male and female vocal pairings on their song Goodwill Hunting that are a lot like Win and Regine. So you can kind of see it a little bit, but this is by no means easy listening. It sounds really dissonant on its first listen but also it's addicting and really emotionally tense you've got a lot of these like build-ups and releases which i'm pretty into and you know if if you're into um just like this really weird but kind of satisfying new wave of post-punk like go for it answer up there it's one of the most intricate albums i've heard this year and i really love it black country mm. new road answer up there go listen to it mm. nice I want to hear what hoodie has um, on. Yeah, me too. Um, besides myself as a self-absorbed musician, <laughs> uh, I also if anything, 
if anything oh yeah hold on can i make room for other other music yeah no i um i've been enjoying a lot of stuff um there's a there's a group called easy life who i discovered from the uk that i think they just put out a, a new single with kevin abstract which i haven't listened to yet but their last album i really liked um there's this i don't even know what, what you'd call them they're an all-girl group rock band but the kind of pop rock called the aces um oh, they're yeah. just like endlessly catchy um they've become my go-to like running on the treadmill because i feel like on the treadmill is sort of my my um musical enjoyment spot where i like am discovering and listening to things i like to in order to not realize how monotonous running is so the aces <laughs> the aces are one of the uh go-tos mm. for me and then i just have like a bunch of like like singles from people that i've like come upon on tiktok where i'm like this person is incredible like why isn't yeah. they've been found yet so um and then i just reach out and i go how can i help you and like let me let me like be your mentor or something but yeah there's a guy named roe kapara who has an amazing single that came out called um make the news yeah and then also this guy midwest uh oh, who oh yes yes yeah you know him it's kind of like hyper pop hip-hop emo ish um, spelled M-I-D-W-X-S-T and he's so good and break-ins. So those are those are my my young hyper emo indie type of picks as well. Aces Incredible. amazing uh friends of the pod. They were on last mm. year. Oh no way. Yeah. Yeah. We love them. So good. But Midwest, uh, he's gonna be playing at Life is Beautiful. And I I've been telling everybody that I'm excited for this festival, but I've been going through the lineup from the bottom up. So starting at the very bottom, tiniest print. And that's how I discovered him. He was like way down in the bottom. I'm like, this guy's amazing. There's a lot of like good people, like Ryan said, in the small font. You got to, of course, that's where, that's where all the good finds are. Hell yeah. If I, if I get on a, on a cool festival, I would like to be in small fonts, knowing that, there, <laughs> knowing that there's people out there who are searching for you specifically. Like that's cool that you're, that you're seeking them out and put me in the small fonts. That'd be a, that'd be a great flex actually. Less pressure <laughs> to put. <laughs> yeah, like if uh, Metallica put themselves on the last row of like outside lands, <laughs> just just to see if people are paying attention. You know, are they, are they, are they really are they really looking? Are they just looking for headliners? Who knows? Just to see they if they read the terms and agreements. Exactly. <laughs> the mo- we call them monocle bands. You have to t- break that out to be able to see clearly. <laughs> like yeah. that. That's, that's cool really- though. That's that's really cool that you reach out to people to see how you can help um uh yeah it sort of I mean, defies your yeah <laughs> oh sorry we're just in such a crazy time now and i've sort of always kind of fashioned myself as like the indie ambassador in a sense not that that's mm. what's best for everyone but i kind of you know know how this industry works now is if you have a little breakout moment on tiktok it's the same as having a breakout moment on like the blogs 10 years ago. You know, everyone comes chomping at the bits and there's just so much power that artists can have in their hands by like continuing to like build on that momentum they get without immediately potentially signing a possibly negative long-term deal for themselves. So I just like mm-hmm. to be like that other voice that says, hey, like you're doing great. Don't freak out. Keep charting your course, you know? Right. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit more when we get into the the meat of it. But we need to we need to hear what Pedro's been listening to. I'll keep it nice and quick. I, I, this week's sort of just been full of this one single uh, by an artist named Jordan with two N's 
um, called Effective Communication. It's this like really chill, sexy, but dancey track. Anyone who knows me, or if you listen to the show and you know me through here, you if you listen to it, you'll know why I like it. Um, and then Kate Bush is like coming up because of, I think it's because of Stranger Things, right? Mm-hmm. So man, listen, listening to coming Running Up, up the Hill. <laughs> I mean, coming up again. She's coming back up. Um, yeah, this indie artist like, named Kate Bush, you heard of her? Yeah, do you guys know of her? Uh, but yeah, Running Up running up the Hill is like, like it's, it's one of those things where it came up again, everyone's listening to it, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, that is a good song. So okay, I've been listening to that a lot too. <laughs> right on. All good stuff. And as a quick reminder, everyone, every song that we mention on the show goes directly onto the accompanying playlist in the episode description when we remember to make it. But one thing we don't forget to do is update our uh, our sister playlist, YBLT. What have you been listening to? You can find that on Spotify. Under it, you, you just look for a playlist that has a giant sandwich floating in space, and that's all the stuff we've been listening to recently. We got things that we've talked about on the show, some stuff that we haven't mentioned, and it's just wild and eclectic and great for music discovery. So check that out on Spotify when you get the chance. But we need to open this bar. And I guess one upside of doing this show for a third week in a row is that at least we get another drink to take the edge off. Um, my TNT bucks are only good at the company store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible shit. Uh, Hoodie, did you bring anything to show our bouncer today? In terms of my ID, yes. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I, I have so many. I have so many options here. So I'm currently uh, on the road for a wedding in St. Louis, which means I'm not really at home and I don't have the comfort of like the things that would normally be around me. So I'm trying to think what's, what is the most appropriate thing that I can have? I've got a little, uh, I've got this little Delta tag, which does speak to my life in the sense that I love Mm. traveling for tour. Um, I love being on the road. As long as I'm not in a middle seat on this flight, um, I'm pretty happy. And, uh, yeah, and that's like one of my favorite places that I am getting to travel and, and do music all around. So I do feel like Delta has a weird, uh, a, <laughs> this tag represents a weird uh, aspect of my life, which is kind of never being settled in one place for too long. And I also have uh, this t-shirt that's uh, National Maccabi Games, because I'm a Jewish athlete on this pod. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Luckily for you, we have a Delta Sky Lounge in the bar. We do. Oh, amazing. Members get in. Sounds like a sponsorship opportunity. Delta, reach out. (laughs) You know, we talked about Topo Chico enough that they sent us a bunch of stuff, so maybe Delta is our new plug every week. There we go. Yeah, you know what? I don't don't want to make you guys feel less special, but I I have a buddy of mine who I produce this record with who also got a free case of Topo Chico. Uh, That's (laughs) Uh, the only reason I'd heard of them. So maybe they're kind of, you know, they're out here. They're on their marketing grind. (laughs) I we like have it. no problem with that. It's it's been getting me through when I haven't been able to have Pedro's cocktails. Yeah. So, yep. Mhm. But you know, that t-shirt and that tag worked and we are in. Welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar hoodie. It is right now still a digital rendering in our imaginations, but you know, fingers crossed not for much longer. Please no more no more waves <laughs> of this virus. I am so tired. But um <laughs> Ryan, please drown out this my my dark descent into madness right now what are we listening to today we're listening to wouldn't that be nice the brand new single from hoodie allen out now
Thanksgiving Day I'm so fucking embarrassed That I didn't even know that you were flying to LA To have dinner with his parents If I was your best friend, what am I now? Someone you Oh, I mean, yeah, that's great <laughs> I, I, I love this bar <laughs> You know, I'm going to get really deep for a second because, like, for some reason, I had this moment this week where, like, everything in my life kind of revolved around certain themes, and that included your song, and I think it has to do with what they say about everything coming in waves, uh, but I'm kind of embroiled in, like, this, this space, like, I read Normal People, if you've read that book by Sally Rooney. And so just like these themes of of relationships coming and going, but people revolving around each other just kind of stayed with me. Not that I'm personally in an emotionally strange, toxic relationship, but I think it speaks a lot to the stories that I'm seeing over and over again about how nuanced friendships and romantic relationships can be as they evolve over time. That's just a long-winded way of me saying I love the storytelling and wouldn't that be nice? It awakens these emotions we all have, even if we haven't been in the exact situation you describe. And from what I hear, we have a lot more like this to look forward to in your album. Fingers crossed. We're looking forward to that. But Pedro, do you have something to encapsulate yeah. this piece of storytelling for us? I do. Um, first, I just want to say it's an honor to make you a drink, Hoodie. I've been a fan since like Pep Rally. That shit had a chokehold on my life. Uh, <laughs> that, that's my that's my favorite internet term, by the way. When someone says "had a chokehold over me," love that. <laughs> it's really, it don't, truly don't know when did. that started. Love it. <laughs> thank, thank you. So, um, thank you so much. So this is this is a lot of fun for me. Um, but listen, yeah, listening to this track, it was it was not what I expected, but I like loved it, and it was so welcome. And I was like, this is this was not what what I what I thought I was gonna get when Hoodie Allen posted, you know, hey, new music's coming, and that's I fair. love it. Um, it's so good. And the video, the video is like so intense and there's like the line about, you know, Thanksgiving dinner and all that stuff. And that was sort of like, I, I kind of wanted to put that into the drink. This sort of this story of, Ooh. of dinner. Cranberry um, sauce, so, please. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Don't, don't get ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so obviously Thanksgiving, it's a turkey dinner. So we're starting with wild turkey bourbon. I've been told you like whiskey. So that's what we're starting with as the base here. Um, and then adding, uh, Instead of cranberry, because this is this this album or this single at least subverted my expectations, so I kind of didn't want to go with cranberry because I figured that was a little too expected. So I went with pomegranate juice instead, just straight up pomegranate juice, um, just to sort of give it some tartness and some sweetness. And then I added um, some orgeat, some almond syrup to um, sweeten it up a little bit, a little bit of cinnamon, sort of keeping that fall dinner like thing going on. And then you made this post that I really liked where it was uh, lost myself for a second. There was like, you know, foggy mirror and then you like appear. So I kind of wanted to incorporate that as well and make the drink more opaque. So I gave it an egg white, um, which sort of makes it really, really thick and creamy, Ooh. like very, very silky. And, oh, yeah. and it has this like sort of muted mauve color um, that just makes me think of fall. And then I just garnished it with some rosemary and the aroma just like really adds to the drink. And it's like. It, when it hits your mouth, you really get the whiskey, and then it finishes out like really sweet and smooth and delicious. But um, yeah, I'm calling it uh, a heartbreak hoodie in honor of the era of heartbreak hoodie. I I think that is I, I I'm not even you know that much of a of a a big drinker. Like I'm a mm. lightweight. They, I, I think it'd be fair to call <laughs> me a lightweight. 
Like at this wedding tonight, if I get two drinks, like I'm going to be dancing and I'm going to be grooving around and feeling great. But that looks <laughs> like uh, if I saw that on a menu, I would be like, yep, this hits the mark for, for so many of the uh, things that I would go for. I'm glad to hear it. Honestly, if for any lightweights out there, this is a this is a good drink because it's I mean, you can't taste the alcohol, but it's it's very sweet. And like there's a lot of really good flavors. So it's not like you're not jumping into the deep end and just having, you know, straight scotch or something. Um, so I encourage everyone to try it at home. I also like that you're completely sidestepping my favorite season, which we were right smack dab in the middle of Pedro. Well, I kind of liked that about this single also like everyone's coming in with you know the summer hits and hoodie's like nope fuck that that's not where i'm at right now i uh i I do think there are some well i don't know i don't think there's some summery stuff ahead in terms of like maybe how people would classically think of a a summertime bop but there are Mm -hmm. songs that are a little bit like the next single is a lot more high energy lighter in that sense the time like i think i'm i think i've managed to do a lot of uh the lyrics are sad but the vibe is positive, which was kind of like my favorite thing about groups like Third Eye Blind back in the day, where it's like, this is a jam. Yeah. Is it suicide? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this song about? So I kind of oh, yeah. like that uh, juxtaposition. I think I might have some of that uh, coming up pretty soon. This episode is going to drop on the 21st. Will the single be out before then or after then? Uh, June 21st of this, June 21st? Yeah. It will not have been out, so okay. but I can give you the exclusive. It's called "Call Me Never." Ooh. Oh shit! Okay, no one else knows that in the entire world, <laughs> except now yeah. listeners of the pod. Well, or we could take oh, that yeah. out if you don't want. No, you can you can use it. Go for it. Hell oh, yeah! Oh man, we're getting the exclusive <laughs> here. But yes, I can drink to uh, this fall banger. Cheers, everyone! Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Got a glass. Mm. Yeah, I've still, I've still just got my Yeti. There isn't even any Topo Chico in here because I haven't gone to the store recently. It's a very sad day in in self-imposed quarantine. But yes, you are, Hoodie, you are moving into a more of a pop punk space. And I'm wondering what what uh, what inspired this for you? Uh, to be completely honest, uh, no, there was really nothing that like inspired the sound in terms of like, oh, hey, this is trendy. I know it has become quite trendy in a sense, but really the the origination of like all music when, when I'm trying to get in the studio is a function of the, the songwriting itself. So here I've worked with my buddy, Nick, who uh, is in a band called The Rex, which I would say is like an alt-rock yeah. uh, mm-hmm. group. And he does everything like he produces everything. And so he was like the only collaborator with me on this project, more or less. And obviously his sound and his styles and strengths are going to rub off on it. And and we've worked together before and kind of always leaned a little bit more towards rock and, and guitar based music. And um, I was going through it emotionally, for sure. And when you're when you're like, it was like the first time I wanted to like share all these really vulnerable feelings of like, that weird in-between space when a relationship is over, but is it over? And there's all these kind of things happening and it lends itself more to writing like this. Like I didn't feel like it was a a rap album. It felt like Mm. kind of just an evolution that naturally happened. And yeah, uh, kind of fell into place that way. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. It feels like because the storytelling has been the strong storytelling has been like kind of the thread through most of your music. And I feel like it it does feel very much like a natural progression from something like giving up on us, which kind of feels more exasperated. This is goes in a slightly different direction. Um, so, yeah, I love I love the sound of this one. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of. um. Yeah, I guess the best word to say is like vulnerability on this because and, and, and like a lack of closure. Like I think a lot of like breakup mm-hmm. albums kind of want to end where it's like, well, don't worry, everything's fixed now. And when I made this, everything wasn't fixed and I wasn't in a happy place at the end. And I was still in like a, oh, you're telling yourself it's going to get better, but like you don't really believe it. And I wanted that to sort of uh, just be heard. And like, yeah, let, I'll, I, I wanted there not to be a happy bow at the end, you know, because it wasn't, that was, wasn't what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I guess that you kind of answered this next question already, but how true is this story that you're laying out and wouldn't that be nice? And I assume the rest of the album. This, this is something, and I'm not, I'm saying this because as traditionally as a rapper uh, and rap gen- music in general, sometimes we say things that aren't true. Sometimes we're talking, oh, bitches, I got this, I'm here. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not, you're not doing any of that. So contrary to, to, I don't know, just like the, I don't know, boisterous nature of, of, of some music or my music in general in the past, every single word on this album is like ripped from truth in my life. And like, I was, you know, like if, if we were, me and Nick were writing together and he's like, what about this as an idea? And I was like, that didn't happen. So it can't be in the song. So yeah, the Thanksgiving day, I'm so fucking embarrassed. Like these are these aren't like imagined situations. These are all like what actually happened, which is fun mm. and sad. That's so devastating. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like that came through when I heard it. I'm like, there's no way that this stuff isn't true. Yeah, a lot of, like, a lot of angst. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, this is I mean, and it's cool to to write from that perspective where you're you're really writing in the moment of like feeling something. Cause I feel a lot of the mm. times it's retrospective. You know, you go through something and then you feel like, I want to write about that experience, but you're kind of removed from it. Like you processed it emotionally and it's kind of like mm-hmm. you're looking back on it. A lot of these yeah. songs were definitely written like in the midst of still sorting out the feelings. And it was kind of like the writing process itself and creating that finished song was mm-hmm. a lot of the closure. Like if I was if I was missing this person, I would like put on this song and be like, okay, well, remember why you were, you're not missing them remember like how you also feel and it's kind of like a a self therapy in a sense yeah we're getting confessional right here so i'd like to get confessional for a second if you guys will allow me <laughs> this is a safe place yeah i i think that this song came around in my life at a very important time because i've recently reconnected with somebody who i've had a similar <laughs> thing with where um we've kind of just revolved around each other for wow like six years now and there's are like a lot of those feelings like oh is this is this gonna be good is this a good thing for us like remember all the good times but then my brain is like no it kind of sucked like there's so much bad (laughs) in there too and i think like really the only thing that helps you get there is time time and therapy get in therapy folks please we stand therapy here we we Mm -hmm. definitely stand therapy Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> I also I think it's really interesting what you brought up about like some sometimes in rap it's you know about embellishment which is 
crazy considering like what we've been seeing in the news about the young thug gunna indictment where they're using the lyrics as evidence quote but like mm -hmm. that's that's it's it's all it's it's all kayfabe right well a lot of it is kayfabe is everyone familiar with that term or am i being an wrestlers of course yeah no. okay yeah <laughs> tell folks who don't know Oh yes, it's it's the facade. Everyone knows that wrestling mm. is fake, but you treat it as if it's not because it's part of the show. So mm. we 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 love mm. good rap lyrics, but we understand that maybe you know uh, Polo G isn't making two thousand a minute. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. That's like, a, let's incredibly let's disappointing. <laughs> That just ru that ruins everything for me. I mean, you know, it's a very aspirational <laughs> artist for me. But yeah, everyone's job, been Anthony. every <laughs> everyone's been. Um, I feel like everyone's been. Oop. Nope. Thought Is I heard the, the bird there. It's no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm afraid not. No, I think that the. Uh, I mean, all that stuff's been happening since the Beach Boys. You know, like since rock and roll. There's always been oh, embellishment yeah. and lying. You know, but that's part of the fun of it. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah and i don't know it, it does seem that we're moving i mean we have for a while with like the advent of emo rap like we're moving back into the place where it's okay for people to talk about their feelings uh i want to talk a little more about the song and i think that the framing is a bit unique oftentimes breakup songs kind of linger on the romantic part of the relationship but i really like that you talk about the fact that this person you lose is your best friend and that makes the break a lot more painful to me. Um, how did you see that playing out when you were writing it, bringing up these emotions again? It was just kind of something where I felt this and it came out. Like, you know, I, like songs like this kind of sometimes write themselves in a sense once they get going. And like, I can't even really like pinpoint, like I was just like, oh, I'm going to scream this basically. Like this is what is feel. I, the most vulnerable part for me also is, was imagining that like the other person is going to hear these songs at some point. And I was like, uh, I got to have a separation because there's definitely a separation between like the art that you make personally. And then, well, could this help somebody? Could this be like a song that means something to them? And I think because I've classically like kind of dabbled more in the space of music that is escapism and it should take you, uh, away from like your problems in your day. And like, this is such an upbeat and, positive sort of song not that this is like so negative but i'm kind of coming to people and saying hey are you going through some shit right now i got a i got a song for you which is a little bit of a new experience for me oh yeah i'm kind of getting into my feelings a little bit what can we look forward to on the rest of this album in terms of those feelings uh probably just more stories that expand upon uh the reality of like a messy kind of loss of a of of someone who is important to you kind of a uh, a grieving process in a sense and going through the stages of what grieving looks like where you know there's like that uh what are what are the five I, there's like that thing right the rubric of it i'm forgetting right now what all oh, the yeah. all the stages are but it's like oh. denial denial and then like I'm just a different ways to cope with from it robot chicken <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's like it, yeah it's like denial acceptance um bargaining yeah, bargaining's yeah. number three uh, it's despair something like that it's like uh bargaining anger uh uh 
Uh, or no, 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 not bargaining. Den- the denial, one, denial, denial, anger, anger, bargaining, sadness, acceptance. And I there remember that because it's the Spice the, Girls. Yeah, the sp- <laughs> <laughs> denial Spice. The new, the new Spice Girls. <laughs> the emo Spice Girls. <laughs> emo Spice, emo Spice. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. But I remember I that love, because I would love of to be emo Spice. <laughs> Which one are you, Pedro? Uh, I'm probably denial Spice. I can be bargaining spice. Bargaining spice. <laughs> I remember all that because of that Simpsons episode where Homer thinks that he eats the uh, poisonous part of the puffer fish. And then the doctor, <laughs> Dr. Hibbert is like, we're going to see him go through the five stages of grief. And he does it like in five seconds. He's like, okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah, right. Hoodie, hoodie would you say like, so like you know you you write you wrote this song you were sort of in that moment and then you're working on it and then would you say releasing it sort of helps like like the moment that it's online for everyone else to take in is that sort of like a moment of like I can let this go like how does that feel when it's so personal Yeah it well it was a little bit scary actually in that sense because uh I'm used to expecting a whole I'm used to expecting, obviously, like a whole ver- a variety of, you know, feedback on, on new music. You know, sometimes you'll release a song and they're like, oh, do something that reminds me of this album. Oh, go back to this. And that's just kind of the, nat- the natural nature of a fandom and people caring about anything that you do, which is ultimately super positive. But I knew that this stuff was different. Um, I know that this is a little bit like I feel like I'm preparing people like, hey, this isn't going to have a. Uh, the raps on it that you normally think and like i don't know that it's going to be for everybody i also kind of feel like maybe the the same people who found me when they were 16 17 18 and now they're in their mid-20s like they've also evolved taste wise and i'm hoping that you know their experiences are are also more evolved the same way mine are and that that leads to this music being um right for them but it was definitely a it was definitely a really nice release and i think truly for the the first time in my life when I, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without it sounding bad, but the first mm. time, this is the first time in my life where I really didn't think about people listening to it and mm. what that would mean in terms of mm. um, putting out music. Like, I actually really made this for myself and I've had it for, like, on my phone for so long at this point that it truly has felt like I made it for myself. And mm. the idea of, like I always anticipated and was so looking forward to the moment of, of being able to release it publicly. But it was the first time where I kind of felt strong enough where, hey, no matter what people think, I'm not going to let it change how I feel about it, which kind of mm. felt like a, like a growth moment, perhaps, yeah. to not be so obsessed with like uh, numbers and all these other things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to diminish anything you said there because I think it's really powerful, but it reminded me No, a diminish lot. it. <laughs> diminish my words, please. <laughs> no, it, this is uh, what Post Malone was saying about his new album, too. Like He's like, I already got my number ones or whatever. Like I'm made 12-carat toothache for me. And it is also kind of like we're, we're ending the era of bangers and we're getting more into the... Uh, like the deep emotions that I think kind of came up more during the pandemic. Is that something that you think that you're seeing is kind of like everyone just realizing like we got all this unresolved tension. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, the, I think there's something really real to it because I also see a lot of like iconography that artists are using that's very similar, um, just a lot of a lot of similar themes and images. And I think it's because you know collectively um, as a planet we've went through something that feels traumatic in a sense. You know, like the loss of our normalcy, and especially when it comes to music because you know I, I haven't been able to play a show in 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 two years and over two years, and like that was like just that interaction, that humanity that you get from traveling and doing this stuff really went on a halt. And I think it did make people kind of reflect for the first time and be able to slow down and say, Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I gotta, I gotta fix this. I gotta handle this in a way where when you're just, I, I don't know what Post Malone's life is like, but I'm sure it can, I'm sure his schedule is quite busy. So I'm, I bet that this was a pretty illuminating like change, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of shows, can we look forward to any coming up soon? Yeah, by the time this podcast is out, there will, will there be a tour on sale. Um, so I hope that I'll see you guys at, at whatever city if, if you're close enough to come to one. Um, so yeah, it's my first time getting back on the road and I'm doing something where I, I've done this before, but I really felt like because we've been gone for so long, I wanted to do something that was just special and um, I'm making sure that everyone who gets a ticket will also get a meet and greet with me, trying to my best to like uh, get a picture with everyone who comes to the venue. And it's also the 10 year anniversary of my first album, All American. So this isn't uh. like a it isn't a reunion tour in a sense, but I am committing to like playing a heavy number of songs from that album um, just to say, like, you know, let's do it. Mm. I've always uh, this is sort of an inside baseball thing, but I've been. You know, I've been following you for a long time, like early, early days of sampling for uh, sampling Death Cab, you know, yeah, via, yeah. F- found via the Hype Machine. Love um, Hype Machine was literally like my first moment, it felt like in some ways where like things happened for me. Going number one on Hype Machine was like my I don't know if anyone like still thinks about that today, but it was like mind blowing for me. Yeah, I know. I think they're they're still around, I think. Um, yeah. And I yeah, they're. They were a huge music discovery. I owe a lot to them for music discovery. And I wanted to find my <laughs> my South by Southwest badge from 2010 for the Hype Machine uh, the hype <laughs> machine party. That would have been fun as an idea. I wasn't but... invited to that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't cool enough. Oh, man. I also remember there was a period where I was subscribing to the Left Sits letter. And I remember you did this amazing tour break, like business tour breakdown in response to something where you really laid out all the costs and I just respected that you ha- like had all that business savvy and were doing it so much on your own. Like you've always been like a DIY champion, I think. So I just find that inspiring that you kind of, you know, manage that yourself in a lot of ways. And as referenced at the beginning of the uh, show, willing to like give back to up and coming artists as well. Yeah. I mean, thank you for saying that it, it's, um, it's obviously the, the, the path that is charted, uh, less. And I, I don't want to like, uh, act like it's perfect because I know that there are tons of sort of barriers. It feels like even operating independently, I still freak out about, Oh, I, I can't get any love from the editorial playlist and all, all the other things that every artist freaks out about. I know that like these things still, you know, weigh heavy on me, but there's, I love doing both. I love having like the business side of things too. It feels, you know, like at, at some point when I feel like I have nothing left to give creatively, I hope that I'll still be able to really innovate for this business and and give back to it. And whether that means helping other artists 
or changing some of the ways that have become archaic, I very much see this as as my life and the thing that sort of makes me the happiest. And I don't want that to end just with people's interest in me as an artist. So I think having done and really understand like all parts of this business uh, is like the education you need to to make a difference. Mm. Right on. Definitely. And unfortunately, I think we're coming to the end of the interview segment here. But before we go, I kind of want to bring it back to our delicious cocktail today. I was thinking about uh, just like horrific moments in relationships. So the Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Let's, let's, li- let's live in that for a little bit. Let's, li- let's, let's live in the pain. Yeah. Well, let's let's. Uh, yeah. If anyone's if anyone wants to share a personal story that they're comfortable with, what is like a before he cheats lemonade moment that you've had in your own life? <laughs> Similar to that Thanksgiving story. Hmm. Man, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how detailed I want to get, but there was I hope you have no was... story to share <laughs> <laughs> because your life yeah, has right. been devoid of any sort of traumatic experience. It's been perfect. Every relationship I've had has been aces. Um, <laughs> no, but there was, there was, there was definitely a relationship where like we had gotten back together and there, there was a moment where I suddenly found myself realizing that the same things that made it not work before were happening again. Mm. And, but I realized that it was making me feel differently. Whereas before I probably would have just felt sad and crappy. I was like annoyed and over it. Um, and so that was kind of a moment where I was like, I'm not going to take it anymore and just like ended things, which sucks. Like it was still not fun. And like, I don't bear any ill will to this person. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> someone's got to, but, That's but, what like, that was, but like it was such a, sh- yeah, right. Exactly. Like no, no one, no one hates your exes like your friends. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was sort of one of those moments where I'm like, this really sucks. But like, I know that in the long run. It's good. It's better for me anyway. Um, but it still takes time and hurts. It doesn't necessarily make you hate the person, which is also awful. Because you just get frustrated and mad because you're, you care about them so much. So, yeah, I think that was like a crappy, embarrassing, awful moment. Having like the realization that like, I have to end this because this is not good. Mm. That, that's pretty wild like, you say that. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Say, I didn't mean to step on it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, go no, go ahead. It. I was. I, I feel a lot of uh, similarities between your story there and, and kind of the story that's on this album. Because mm. yeah, when you when you do get back with that person, sometimes you notice these behaviors and they really do reflect differently. I like. I I remember it being in like more of a desperate mind mind state where I wanted. I would be much. I was much happier to accept some of these things because. I wanted that person and I wanted the good moments. So I tried to overlook the bad. And there's a certain point where like, I guess you get a little bit more respect for yourself. Maybe that's the best way Mm -hmm. to put it. And you're like, Oh, this isn't what it used to be. Like you, like I recognize like this isn't sustainable. And it all, I I also similarly upon the ending of that, uh, that reemergence, like I had to be the one to sort of do it. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's wild to have that, that sort of power shift and, and feel that way. So I just wanted to say I, I can relate to that a hundred percent. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I feel for anyone who's had to go through that. Like there's, there's like a weird mix of like, this is a good thing I did for me. 
it feels terrible. Yeah. Like, it's the weirdest mix. Um, I think there's a line in your song where you say, like, I wish I could hate you, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's, like, I, I just remember, like, going through all that, like, thinking that constantly. I'm like, it would make, it, I like, at least it felt like it would make things so much easier if I could, like, dislike this person. And I could not, which was awful. But it's all part of it. It's weird. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming to this group therapy session. All of your <laughs> stories are valid. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> we love it. But God I... in our feels. <laughs> yeah. let's let's switch the vibe a little bit who is ready for a game of hashtag mood let's do it Thank you, thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for gifting us with that amazing hashtag mood jingle. But what is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers mailbox and or IG DMs and pull out a mood given to us by a fan. That mood is going to tell us how they've been feeling recently, something that's happened to them, anything on their mind, and we are going to each pick a song to match that to create the ultimate playlist. So, without further ado, Drew, do you have one for us at the moment? My mood is cooking pasta. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) A playlist for cooking pasta. Jesus. Mm. Bad vibes from that one. (laughs) (laughs) yeah the vibes were off okay Uh, i mean i'm kind of cheating because i'm going through like my own like liked songs playlist as an inspiration um but i i'm not much of a a chef right i i'd love to be but right now um it's you know it's a bit of a challenge for me so i'm gonna go with uh indie rock band super american song how big is your brain because I'm wondering how big is my brain if I if I can't pull off cooking pasta. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was a great direction. I'm into it. I like that. Um I'll I'll do mine. I'm I'm going to I'm going to give this person credit and assume that they're making their pasta from scratch. And so I'm choosing there's there's the whole part where you kind of have to where you roll it out, you cut it up, and then you got to hang it. So I'm putting hang me up to dry by the Yes. cold orchids. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, no one's done a- that's amore so far, so that's good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I've got a couple, and I want to do the one that matches my mood when I am cooking pasta. I love to like get into my feelings and kind of like bounce around my kitchen a little bit. And the ultimate song for that is "Doses and Mimosas" by Cherub. That is that is oh, yeah. my that getting in the the mood to cook. But also, if this person is indeed a complete mess, I'm going to use complete, ba- complete mess by five seconds of summer. I mean, and sometimes making pasta, <laughs> you make a complete mess. Yeah. So. You make an actual sense. mess and a mess of yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to do um, one from uh, the latest Turnstile album called Lonely Desires with Blood Orange. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. And I like this one. There are a couple lines that I thought were fun. Not on strings anymore. 
and not machine anymore. You're off string cheese. You're off the basic shit. Oh my god! And you're not using. You're getting to the. You're you're getting down to business with your with your cooking and pasta. To me, any time I've done it has felt incredibly lonely and feels like a very sad meal. <laughs> oh I don't god. enjoy making pasta. It's one of my least favorite Jesus. activities. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. That's funny. And so, uh, yeah, that one really feels like the right call here. And so, uh, <laughs> there you have it. <clears throat> there it is. Wow. I love this that playlist. Very strange playlist. It's good to <laughs> so, Yeah, n- nobody's going to enjoy it, but we will enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to make pasta to it every day. Well, there is anonymous kind of a stranger. Funny, yeah. There is a thread there, I think, but yeah, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> a thread of pasta, Ryan. <laughs> a, thread, a pasta thread. That's it. I learned mm-hmm. recently that spaghetti is a plural word. The I is the male plural in Italian. So this, if you have one, one noodle, it's called a spaghetto. Wow, that is I did not know that. Huh? Is that where chef, is that where Chef Boyard you got it? <laughs> is that really a thing that he does? Spaghetto. Spaghettios. Oh yeah, that's right. I Do forgot you remember about that. Spaghettios. Mm. I'm getting hungry. Let's wrap this up. Let's do one more mood. This one comes from Instagram from our good friend of the pod, Grace K Music, who was our Century Club guest a few weeks back. She wrote one word, and that word is bitter. So this one's a lot more simple. Can we make a bitter playlist? (laughs) Hmm. These people really have a hard time with full sentences, don't they? They do, don't they? (laughs) <laughs> I suppose maybe there's a character limit on Instagram when you fill in that <laughs> that form. I suppose. I'll go first this time. We were talking a little bit about Kate Bush earlier, and I didn't choose a Kate Bush song, but I chose somebody who covered uh, Running Up That Hill. Meg Myers, she has a song called Lemon Eyes that is very, very, very on point. It goes, you're so bitter, bitter, bitter yellow. And... You know, it's just like a fuck you song. And I'm just like, yeah, when I'm when I'm feeling bitter, I got lemon eyes. I'm just all sour and I'm all ready to uh, to to spit lemon juice in somebody's face. Anyway, that's that's my pick. <laughs> lemon eyes by Meg Myers. Mine's the ultimate bitter, bitter, bitter song, which is the Violent Femmes' kiss off. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That always felt like a very bitter song, but a wonderfully bitter song. Is it on me? Go for it's it. On you. Okay. Besides my upcoming album, which probably has a lot of bitterness to it, and you can't <laughs> put it on the playlist because it's not out yet. The the first song that came to my mind was You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette, which uh, uh, that's I a think good one. Jagged uh, yeah. Little Pill is like one of the first CDs that I physically owned, and that song just screams uh, bitter to me. That's a good one. That's a good. <laughs> that's a great pick album and a great album. First album to own. It's mm. better than mine. Oh, Aaron by Aaron Carter. <laughs> well, I, I, I truly, I think the first album I owned was the uh, the Space Jam soundtrack, which actually has some bangers oh, on it. Oh, hell but, yeah. Dude. But around that time, I've got like Space Jam soundtrack, uh, that first Hanson album, Jagged Little Pill, and Tragic <laughs> Kingdom by No Doubt. I was a very weird little boy. That's quite a collection. I like yeah, that. you know, we're out here. I dig it. Hanson was my first <laughs> concert, so I'm right there with you. Love Hanson. Mm. Super underrated. Yes. D'Angelo, D'Angelo is on the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, wow. Dude, there's D'Angelo 
Warren G might be on. Like, there's like, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's R. Kelly's on it, but like, you know, not as we were talking about that as much. But well, it, was, it was another banger, but you know, still, uh, it's a good, it's a good album. Separating um, art I'll from the fi- artist. I'll finish it off. Um, I'm choosing Platypus I Hate You by Green Day. And they just keep, it's really <laughs> loud, angry, fast, and they just keep screaming, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I, I imagine there's some bitterness there. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> somewhere between the lines. Yeah, if you really read the subtext, there's bitterness. <laughs> oh, I love this playlist. Grace, <laughs> I hope you enjoy what we did for you here. And listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or drop into our DMs on Instagram and follow us and keep an eye out on our story when we ask for moods. Don't be afraid to get weird with it. And, you know, this has been a great talk, but unfortunately it's time to close up the bar. We are a very strange bar in that we're only open for about an hour every day. <laughs> so you, you got to keep your eye out. But before we say goodbye, does anyone have any lingering thoughts? Hoodie, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No, no. Just want to say thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I, I love uh, having conversations about music in general. And um, I appreciate everyone's kind words. It's, it seems like uh, somehow I've, you guys have come across my music in the past. And it's really cool that we got to do this today. So thanks so much. Yeah, it's been an right absolute on. pleasure. And Thanks listeners, for being here. Thank you for being here. Listeners, be sure to check out Hoodie Allen on tour and uh, keep a lookout for when this album drops. We're, we're doing a sad, a sad boy summer slash autumn slash just, <laughs> just, 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 stay, just stay sad for a little bit. Sad, bo- sad boy era. Sad boy era. Pour yourself a heartbreak hoodie and have a, a sad and embarrassing Thanksgiving year round. <laughs> <laughs> what positive that's what that's the positive message we're going for i love yes. it <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to follow us on every platform also please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast it helps us out a lot and if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 Something inside you can't get from these other guys. Real ass songs and lyrics of truth you can't get from these other minds. Right? Laying by the palm trees. What else do you want from me? Is it the house that I live or the things that I can give in?